the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God doesn't want us to hate. God doesn't want us to hate individuals or people or groups or nations. We're not about hate. The people of God, our message is love. The message of the gospel is love. The two greatest commandments in the Bible, according to Jesus, are love God and love your neighbor as yourself. All all of it can be summed up in a word, love, not hate. Are you holding bitterness towards someone in your life? You may have noticed that pent-up hatred and anger toward others will only end up causing harm to yourself. In the message today, Pastor Dan will discuss how the Edomites had a long history of hate for the children of Israel. Hating the Israelites didn't get them anywhere. In fact, it got them destroyed. There's much to be learned from the scripture, and this is yet another lesson that we can apply in our lives today. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 35 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Well, here in chapter 35, now God declares judgment on Mount Seir. Uh, we see that in, in verse 2. Mount Seir was, in south, uh, was southeast of the Dead Sea in the land of Edom. And so this is a judgment on the Edomites, the people of Edom. And Ezekiel has already delivered a prophecy against the Edomites back in chapter 25. And the Edomites, they, they kind of represent all of the nations that came against Israel. Remember when we went through, you know, chapters 25 to 32, where it had the different nations that neighbored Israel that God declared a judgment against. And, and now he brings up Edom again. But Edom represents all of Israel's enemies because the Edomites were really Israel's oldest enemies. Uh, the Edomites, or the people of Edom, uh, descended from Esau, Jacob's twin brother. And if you remember the story of Esau and Jacob, Esau and Jacob fought with each other while they were in their mother's womb, before they were born. So th- this, this goes all the way back to before they were born. They were already fighting. If you remember again, Esau was the firstborn, but we see in Genesis that he despised the birthright. He was willing to just give his birthright to Jacob for a, a bowl of soup. Uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't valuable to him. It wasn't important to him. 
Esau was a, a worldly man or a carnal man who had no desire for spiritual things. He was more interested in satisfying his flesh than fulfilling his responsibility or his duty as the oldest son in the family. And then later on, you you remember when Isaac was old and blind, Jacob disguised himself as his brother Esau, and he deceived his father, and he stole his father's blessing from his brother Esau. And when Esau found out, he wanted to kill Jacob. And so Jacob fled uh, and went to live with his uncle Laban and lived with his uncle Laban for 17 years. And so from Esau came Edom and the Edomites. And so the Edomites have a, a long history of hating the children of Jacob or, or Israel. Uh, even when the children of Israel came out of Egypt and the Exodus Uh, they asked the Edomites if they could pass through the land of Edom, and the Edomites refused to allow them to even pass through their land and actually sent out their army against them to prevent them from entering into and passing through the land of Edom. So there's this persecution of of the Israelites by the Edomites. It's just been this ongoing thing throughout their history even into the New Testament times, the Edomites were still enemies of the Israelites. Herod the Great was from Edomia. He was an Edomite. Herod's sons, who persecuted the early church, were also Edomites. And so, again, there's this history uh, with the Edomites. Uh, Verse 1 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it and say to it, thus says the Lord God. You can stop right there. This name, the Lord God, is used over 200 times in the book of Ezekiel. Four times here in chapter 35. In chapter 36, 14 times God refers to himself as the Lord God. This name, it speaks of the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. In fact, many translations like the NIV say the sovereign Lord instead of the Lord God because that's what it means. And so over and over here in Ezekiel, over 200 times, God refers to himself, he reminds his people that he is sovereign. That he has supreme power and authority. I want you to think about what is going on in the nation of Israel when Ezekiel writes this. The nation has collapsed. Uh, It has been conquered by the Babylonians. All the cities are destroyed and in ruins. Jerusalem is destroyed. The temple is destroyed. The people have been carried off to Babylon as slaves. Things look pretty hopeless for the people of God. And so God reminds his people over and over that he is sovereign. He is the sovereign Lord. He still has all authority and power 
in spite of how things may look to the people of Israel. God's message to them was, I am sovereign. Yeah, but what about what happened to Jerusalem? We never thought it would. I am sovereign. Yeah, but what about the temple? I'm sovereign. What about the Babylonians? I'm sovereign. Over and over, God's message in Ezekiel is, I am sovereign. In spite of everything that's happening in your world, in your nation, I'm sovereign. And I think that that's a good message for us. God is sovereign over all. Things seem so uncertain in the world today and overwhelming at times. And, and you look at the news and you wonder, where's everything going? How's this all going to work out? When will the virus end? What's going to be the outcome? And God would say, I'm sovereign. I'm the sovereign Lord. He's still on his throne in heaven. He's high and lifted up. His will will be done on earth. He still has all authority and power over this world and over the future. And most importantly, God is sovereign over your future and over my future. He's not in heaven saying, did you see the latest thing from the CDC? Did you read the the latest executive order? No. We might be doing that. We are doing that. God is sovereign. He's sovereign over your life. He's sovereign over my life. And, And that hasn't changed. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So, say to Mount Seir, Thus says the Lord God, I am the Sovereign Lord. Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against you. I will stretch out my hand against you and make you most desolate. I shall lay your cities waste and you shall be desolate. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God will destroy the cities of the Edomites. He will leave that land desolate. If you go to the land of the Edomites today, which is in southern Jordan, it's a pretty desolate place, even to this day. Now in verse 5, the Lord tells us why he will judge Edom. Because, here's why, you have had an ancient hatred and have shed the blood of the children of Israel by the power of the sword at the time of their calamity when their iniquity came to an end. God says he will judge the Edomites because they have an ancient 
hatred of the Israelites, going all the way back to Jacob and Esau, going all the way back to before they were even born. That's how old this hatred is. God will judge them because of their ancient hatred for Israel. And I've mentioned this a couple times in our study of Ezekiel. Matthew 25 tells us that at the end of the tribulation, Jesus will judge the nations for their treatment or mistreatment of Israel and God's people. Now look at verse 5 again. God says in verse 5, Edom attacked the Israelites in the time of their calamity. And what does that mean? Well, whenever Israel experienced any kind of calamity, the Edomites would use it as an opportunity to attack Israel from the south. Whenever Israel was weak, whenever Israel was vulnerable, uh, whenever Israel's army was occupied fighting elsewhere, the Edomites would take advantage of it and they would attack out of their hatred for Israel. They would, they would sucker punch Israel. Or they would kick them while they were down every chance that they could. And so because of that, Israel had to constantly guard their southern border of, of the land. They had to have a garrison in the south to prevent the Edomites from invading and attacking the land. So they'd come across the border and attack some of the cities in Israel and then flee back into Edom. Any opportunity that they saw, they would take advantage of that opportunity and attack. You know, we, we have an enemy who hates us, who has an ancient hatred for us, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And our enemy likes to take advantage of times when we are vulnerable and attack us. He likes to sucker punch us. He likes to kick us when we're down. You know, Peter said, stay alert, watch out, for your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We're to stay alert. We're to, to be watchful because our enemy, the devil, he, he patiently waits for an opportunity to attack us. Just like a lion will stalk its prey and wait until its prey lets its guard down and then he pounces. The, the devil waits for a vulnerability in your life and my life, he waits for an opportune time when we're vulnerable due to something going on in our lives, whether, whether that's you know some calamity that we're going through or some trial or we're just weary emotionally or we're, we're tired or we're stressed out or whatever it may be. When the devil sees us occupied with something and our guard is down, he sees that opening and he comes across the border and he attacks solely because he hates us. Because he has this ancient hatred for us, and his desire is to kill, steal, and, and destroy. He's an opportunist. Just like the Edomites were opportunists. And they would come across the border and attack Israel, any opportunity, any opening that they saw. And here God promises to judge the Edomites for their ancient hatred and for their mistreatment of Israel. And God will judge Satan one day and cast him into the lake of fire with all of his minions. Verse 6 says, Therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, 
I will prepare you for blood, and blood shall pursue you. Since you have not hated blood, therefore blood shall pursue you. Thus I will make Mount Seir most desolate, and cut off from it the one who leaves and the one who returns. And I will fill its mountains with the slain on your hills and in your valleys, and in all your ravines, those who are slain by the sword shall fall. Notice how he's, he's describing the geography, the topography of, of the land of, of Edom. He's going to do the same thing in chapter 36 with the land of Israel. So here he describes how he's going to destroy the Edomites because of their hatred of, of Israel. If you remember from our study on Sunday mornings, the covenant that God made with Abraham. As part of that covenant, God said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And Edom was cursed because of their hatred for Israel. God cursed Edom for cursing Israel. The covenant covenant that God made with Abraham is an everlasting covenant, uh, and it's still in effect even to this day, and it was certainly in effect in Ezekiel's day. Verse 10 says, because you have said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine. Speaking of the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Remember, they split into two nations. And the Edomites said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine. And we will possess them, although the Lord was there. Uh, You know, when the Babylonians conquered Judah and Jerusalem, the Edomites, again, they saw it as an opportunity to expand their territory into the land of Israel and take some land. That, hey, this land's going to become ours now that they're conquered. Therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, I will do, and watch what he says here, according to your anger and according to the envy which you showed in your hatred against them, And I will make myself known among them when I judge you. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have heard all your blasphemies which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, the land of Israel, saying, they are desolate, they are given to us to consume. Thus with your mouth you have boasted against me and multiplied your words against me. I have heard them. The Edomites spoke against Israel and said, their land's ours. This is our opportunity to take their land. They spoke against Israel, but God says in verse 13, He says, with your mouth you have boasted against me and multiplied your words against me. And I have heard them. And this is a very important point for us as well as believers Speaking against God's people is the same as speaking against God. Speaking against God's people is the same as speaking against God. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, Saul of Tarsus, he he was going around and rounding up Christians and arresting them and imprisoning them and putting to death some And when Saul was on his way to Damascus, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And the Lord Jesus Christ 
said to Saul, 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 why are you persecuting me? Not why are you persecuting Christians or why are you persecuting the the church, but why are you persecuting me? And please don't miss this. Jesus so identifies with his people that to persecute them is to persecute him. To persecute his people is to persecute Jesus Christ. The church is described as the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. So anyone who attacks God's people attacks God. Anyone who attacks Christians attacks Jesus Christ. Anyone who attacks Christians is attacking the one who loved and died for his church, for his people. And they will one day answer to Jesus Christ for their actions. Here in verse 13, God says to Edom, all that stuff you said about Israel, you said it about me. And I love the end of verse 13. God basically says, and I want you to know, I heard what you said. (laughs) I, I heard what you said about me. Not about them, about me. And so, verse 14, thus says the Lord God. There's that name again. Thus says the sovereign Lord. Thus says the sovereign God. The one who has all power and all authority. The whole earth will rejoice when I make you desolate, Edom. As you rejoice because, of the, because the inheritance of the house of Israel was desolate, so I will do to you. You shall be desolate, O Mount Seir, as well as all of Edom, all of it. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Now there's a couple important biblical principles that we find here in what God says to the Edomites. First of all, first of all Edom's hatred of Israel led to their destruction. Edom's hatred of Israel led to their destruction. God doesn't want us to hate. God doesn't want us to hate individuals or people or groups or nations. We're not about hate. The people of God, our our message is love. The, The message of the gospel is love. The two greatest commandments in the Bible, according to Jesus, are love God and love your neighbor as yourself. All of it can be summed up in a word. Love, not hate. The opposite of hate. Jesus tells us we should even love our enemies. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus said, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And persecute you. The, the Christian response is always love. Always love. Romans chapter 12. Just a couple other verses about this before we move on. Romans chapter 12 verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head. We've talked about this before, that phrase, you will heap coals of fire on his head. 
what that means, that's symbolic of God. You're going to bring God's presence into that situation. If you show love and kindness to your enemy. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice and it only takes Rings true.